my god, I almost missed my cue. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news stories and highlights. My name is Luke Armstrong. I'm your host, as always, and welcome to the show. If this is your first time checking out Games Are Fun, Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast that comes out every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Of course, you can catch it on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Wherever you're listening to it on, it would be greatly appreciated if you could meet me halfway and subscribe to the show if you enjoy it. And uh, also share it with any other of your friends that are interested in video games or video game news. In today's episode, we are talking about the XO18 event that happened this past Saturday. Microsoft held an event in... Mexico City, and it had, it was just uh, an event, it was basically a, a large episode of Inside Xbox, and they announced a whole bunch of cool stuff during the event, so I'm going to be breaking down everything that they announced, and just my overall impressions, and the discussions that are happening about this event. I have a lot of thoughts that I wanted to share in today's episode, so that's what it's going to look like um, for housekeeping. I mentioned in previous episodes that I'm kind of wanting to do a Red Dead Redemption 2 spoiler cast where I talk about the story and talk about what I like, what I didn't like, my overall thoughts on Red Dead Redemption 2. I initially had the plan that I wanted to do a part one and a part two because I was going to record a part one, but of course that was when I hadn't finished Red Dead Redemption 2. And as I got closer to kind of the halfway point, I decided, you know what? I'm actually going to scrap that idea. I'm going to wait till I finish the game and I'm going to do a spoiler cast of the whole game. And I'm glad that I did that because now looking at it, I haven't, mind you, I haven't beat the game completely. I have pretty much, there's basically six chapters and then there's an epilogue. I'm on the epilogue right now. So the main kind of storyline in Red Dead Redemption 2 I've completed and I've gathered my thoughts and I'm glad I waited because there's a, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. And so I'm going to, I've been able to gather in my opinions and my impressions on the story a lot better. And so I'm going to wait till I finish the epilogue. Then I'm going to record that spoiler cast and I'm going to put it out as an extra episode for you guys. So stay tuned for updates on that. Again, I really do hope to get it out as soon as can, but I'm not going to put a date on it because I really don't know how much time I'm going to have from now until recording it. Uh, to actually beat the rest of the game and do everything that I want to do in the game. So that's on the horizon, so stay tuned for that. Of course, you can head over to my Facebook page. Just search Games Are Fun Podcast in Facebook. You should be able to find it. You'll see the logo. And give that page a like because that's where I kind of post updates from time to time on the podcast. It's the easiest way to message you guys. You can also go to um, Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's at games are fun underscore and on instagram it's at games are fun podcast i sometimes post announcements over on instagram as well so make sure you head over to those platforms if you're interested in that or just like i said subscribe to the podcast and you'll get that update when that red dead spoiler cast has made its way onto uh when it's when it goes live so yeah let's get into today's show so xo18 so the xo events from my understanding are basically these press events that have happened in the past. Microsoft Microsoft has done these EXO events. Um, and so they announced earlier, I think back in September, I want to say maybe August, they announced that they were going to do an EXO 18 event in Mexico City. And they basically structured as this, there's this show that I mentioned at the top of the show, it's called Inside Xbox, and it's hosted by Major Nelson. I'm sure any Xbox fans out there are very familiar with the show. It's been going on for a while, and I believe it's a monthly show that highlights kind of some news and events in the Xbox 
industry, right? Some announcements, sometimes it's new games making their way onto the Xbox platform. More recently, it's been, you know, games that are making their way onto the Xbox Game Pass subscription service, or just maybe introducing a new controller or a special edition that you can purchase up for the upcoming holiday season, that kind of stuff. It's very low key. It's not to the level of E3, Xbox, Microsoft announcements. It's very just, you know, filler stuff that um, can get fans excited about some newer stuff, but it's not nothing crazy like here's Halo, Halo 6 or whatever, right? So they basically said that this X018 event was going to be the biggest inside Xbox episode ever. And so that kind of set the expectations, at least in my eyes, I heard that I'm like, okay, so what can we expect from this XO18 event? Well, it's going to be a live kind of press event that basically it's going to be, I, I honestly thought it was just going to be guys talking on the stage. They were more creative in that sense, but, um, yeah, it was just like Xbox fans that they it happened on the weekend that they're doing this Xbox fan fest and so you have all these people in Mexico City they're just ecstatic that Microsoft has brought this event to Mexico City. So you got this pumped up crowd and yeah, they just basically what it was is they they gave me that. They gave me some pretty decent announcements but nothing that was really crazy. And so before I get into talking about what they describe or sorry what they announced at the XO18 event because they did have some good announcements that I want to talk about. I wanted to just briefly talk about the expectation was maybe misguided. Um, I actually know that's a wrong way of putting it because then that's making it sound like it's on Microsoft. I think that the like the Xbox fan base or maybe the maybe just the video game industry in general maybe was expecting more from this. I was watching, hearing, seeing a lot of dialogue happen, happening online after and during the event, and a lot of people thought that it was a bit lackluster, that there wasn't really anything to be hyped about, and that it was just a big waste of time and money. But the thing is, is like from the get-go, I think they they described that this event wasn't, you know, E3, right? This is an event that is like an episode of Inside Xbox, but has a bigger budget, is gonna have more announcements than a typical uh, episode of Inside Xbox. And so for me, I saw this event and I was like, great, there's some really cool announcements that were made out of that. But then there's a lot of other people that were just pissed off that, uh, that this event happened and that it was a big waste of time. And to those people I say, you, I just, it's, I got so worked up about it. I've had some time to cool off. If I, I wish I recorded this right after I read just a whole bunch of stuff on Reddit and on forum pages because I was so worked up about some of the things people were saying because it was just so frustrating to see. I'm like, there's so many cool announcements from here that were that are cool. Maybe not they're not in your, you know, what you find interesting, but they're cool announcements nonetheless to that specific fan base, right? If there's a Minecraft announcement, you know, maybe the Minecraft audience is really pumped up about it. If there's a PUBG announcement, you know, it's, I, I see it as a whole that there's a lot of different announcements that, um, you know, I, I think it was, it's, it's for the fans in a sense. And so, yeah, I think it's just selfish to say, well, we were expecting to have some major new IP announced that's not, it's not the time for that. Xbox has known that this generation of their consoles has not been what they expected. 
Look at the the console exclusives, right? That we've had this generation. We had Gears, we had Halo, we have Forza. Those are things that came from the last generation as well. Some newer ones, okay, we got Sea of Thieves, we have State of Decay, but what else do we have? Not a lot. They, they, they're aware of that. They've, they announced at E3 that they have plans for the future. And so it was more of that. And I, you'll see what I mean by some of the announcements that they made that they're looking towards the future, right? So I didn't see, think this event was going to be something where they come in and drop like these crazy unexpected bombs on us. I, I really did think it was just going to be some filler stuff that are great announcements um, until, you know, next E3 or the next press conference event, you know? So I don't know. I'll, all, all I got to say is to all those people that, um, are hating over there. It's just, you're too sensitive. You're too pessimistic. Try to be more optimistic and look at these things as, you know, cool stuff that like, it's just, I get, I go back to like when I was a kid and playing games and like, look at how much E3 has grown from back in the day. Right. They're huge. They have these crazy like hype moments where they'll drop these bombs like that people didn't expect, like the mic drop moments, right? And I think that that has turned the video game industry crowd in, into really being kind of selfish and, and feeling that they deserve those moments more frequently. And it's like, you know what? We're, we, we don't necessarily need to have those all the time, right? Sometimes it's good to have a press event like this that talks about, um, you know, smaller announcements, right? They need they need the light as well. So I don't know. I, it's just some thoughts. I uh, I joked, I, Brian Paquin, obviously, uh, community member, big supporter of Games Are Fun. I messaged him and I was like, I, I got a vent sesh on this next episode of Games Are Fun because I... I was so frustrated, but as I had some time to simmer off before recording it, I, uh, I've been able to kind of reserve myself a bit, but man, I was so mad. There were so many comments. I wanted to like, just read some <laughs> of the things that pe like even journalist sites that were saying, it was like, it just, it blew my mind. It was like, what were you expecting? Right? So anyways, I've rambled on about that for long enough. Now let's go into the announcement. So unfortunately I didn't get to watch the event live it was i was a little delayed i watched i started watching it uh basically halfway through so i wasn't able to write down uh notes or anything like that so i'm, I'm pulling windows central and uh, uh did an article let's see asher madden posted an article on windowscentral.com and he lists every major announcement that was made at xo18 so that being said, let's go through some of them. And the article doesn't list them in the the order that they happened at the event. But I'll just kind of, I'll save a certain one for the end and then I'll go over some other ones. So one of the announcements is mouse and keyboard support. So uh, they announced that support for mouse and keyboard input will arrive next week with select titles enabled at launch for Xbox Insiders and even more coming. Um, so games like Fortnite have been confirmed, uh, previously announced Warframe, uh, the article says Bomber Crew, Deep Rock, Galactic, Strange Brigade, Warhammer, Vermintide 2, War Thunder, and Exmoor Defense will also add support in November. Developers working on Children of Morda, Daisy, Minion Master, Moonlighter, Vigor, and Warface, and Wargroove promise mouse and keyboard support in the future. So that's really sweet that, uh, well, the big one there obviously is Fortnite. 
getting mouse and keyboard support. I think this is really going to set, um, you know, Microsoft is obviously known for creating PCs. And though they have a very strong relationship of PC gaming with their console, Xbox gaming, and they've tried to establish that um, with all their, their consoles and stuff. So adding that mic mouse and keyboard support on Xbox is really sweet. To be honest with you, I actually am interested in this for somebody who likes first person shooters and who, how I read all line all the time of how mouse and keyboard is the way to play first person shooters. I think it'll take some time to adapt to it, but I honestly think that I am going to try to do that. I'm going to get a, a keyboard and a mouse and try it out. And this is really cool because I think it opens up the doors for new games that have only been PC or at least better to play on PC because of mouse and keyboard. I think that opens the gates for those games to make their way over onto Xbox, right? Like look at Age of Empires, a Microsoft-owned IP. Huge fan of Age of Empires. That would be sweet if Age of Empires came onto console now because you think, you know, we look at like Halo Wars, another real-time strategy game. It's like, how would you make that work on consoles with a gamepad? But they somehow were able to figure it out. I think Age of Empires would be a more difficult game to do that with. But now that they have mouse and keyboard support, I think that they, they could do it. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, backward compatibility. So a number of Final Fantasy 13 games are joining back Xbox backward compa compatibility, sorry. Apart from that, Civilization Revolution is getting Xbox One X enhanced. Now we're getting on with the Xbox Game Pass announcement. So this was basically a complaint that I saw is that this was just a major advertisement for Xbox Game Pass. And it's like, yeah, to some degree it was, but they're really trying to push this service. And as a subscriber of Xbox Game Pass, I think more people need to jump on board with it because it really does pack a lot of content. Um, so they they did a lot of announcements for Game Pass. They announced, um, let's see, some new improvements to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, they have the Xbox Game Pass app that you can now download on Android and Google Play. And from that app, you can actually connect it to your account and go onto the Game Pass, download the games, to your home console when if you have your home console set up and yeah you can download those games when you're out on the go so that when you get home they're ready to go player unknowns battlegrounds aka PUBG, is joining the service on november 12th so by the time you listen to this it would be yesterday and that's really sweet i mean now they're kind of making it free to play but for those xbox subscribers i think that's what PUBG has struggled with is because they charge like a $35 game whereas Fortnite's free, it's accessible to everybody. I think this will open more people to PUBG and be able to experience it. So that's really cool. Uh, later this month, Agents of Mayhem, which is kind of like from the developers of Saints Row games. Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, side note on that game, that's supposed to be an absolute awesome narrative game. Uh, I've really, really wanted to play it. It was exclusive on PlayStation 4 and then it eventually came to Xbox. And Ninja Theory, the developer behind Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, is one of the developers that Microsoft announced at E3 that they had acquired. So it makes sense that that made its way onto Game Pass. I'm super pumped to be able to play that game now. And uh, the other game, Ori and the Blind Forest, will be available for free subscribers. Um, later this month and I think some of those uh, fall into December so 
Lastly, Funcom committed to dropping games like Mutant Year Zero at launch. And so, yeah, there was more games than that. If you want to know the whole list of games, I'm sure you could look them up online. Because there was like 16 games, I think, announced. There was one um, from a developer of Bioshock and System Shock. Uh, so that looked like a really cool game. There's a cool game, so go check it out. I'm sure you'll be able to find it online. Forza Horizon 4 is getting an expansion pack, so that's pretty sweet. State of Decay 2 is also getting a free content pack that's coming later this month called Zed Hunter. See if these is also getting an update, uh, a player versus player mode called the Arena, and teams compete against each other to collect the most treasure, but there's plenty of sabotage along the way. Update should launch after Shrouded Spoils, which adds more customization and fog. We got a release date on Crackdown 3, the game that has been delayed more times than I can count, has finally been, has a release date. So we learned at E3 that it was going to be in February 2019, that was the date they put on it. A lot of people had made the assumption that it was falling on that February 22nd, 2019 date, which would not have been a good idea because you have Anthem, EA, EA and BioWare's game, uh, you have Metro Exodus, you had Days Gone on that date as well, but that got moved. And then there was another game on there, I think, but I can't remember it. Um, so it's the release date for Crackdown 3 is going to be February 15th, 2019. So that's sweet. It's like a week before all those big games like Anthem and Metro Exodus are coming out. So people will be able to get a chance to get in, play Crackdown, which is really sweet. It looks much more polished too. Watching the gameplay of it, it looks like a really good game. You really need to go on YouTube and look at the trailer for this because Terry Crews is in it again. Uh, like he has been in the previous trailers and it's a freaking hilarious trailer. So watch that. Uh, but not only did we get a release date, we also, it was confirmed that it will be available day, day and date on game pass. So as it released in the retail world, you're, if you have game pass, you're going to be able to play it, which is really cool. Just like Forza Horizon 4, Sea of Thieves, Data Decay, those, uh, exclusives, Microsoft exclusives are going to be available on game pass. Um, and then they also kind of highlighted a multiplayer mode that they have going on with that as well. So that looks really sweet. The original Crackdown is now free to get you in the mood for Crackdown 3. So if you're interested in what the original Crackdown game looked like, go back and uh, yeah, you can get that on Xbox. So that's cool. Minecraft now numbers 91 million monthly players and Minecraft Marketplace is thriving. Apart from that, the game is getting an absolute adorable cats and pandas update soon. Uh, not gonna lie, that was probably the lowest point of the conference. I was kind of like, all right, Black Friday. Da -do -do. I'm not even gonna go over that because primarily my audience is Canadian, and I don't even think that deal applies to us. Yeah, it's like 400 bucks for an Xbox One X, which isn't bad. Oh, and Game Pass will also be available to new subscribers for a dollar. So that's sweet. Um, Microsoft. For Reiterated the fact that games play best on Xbox One X by showcasing a new trailer heavily featuring Red Dead Redemption, which is funny because Red Dead Redemption 2 is has like licensing rights with PlayStation for DLC content to come first on PlayStation. So it's kind of funny that Rockstar's done that. Anyways, Battlefield 5 um, was trailer was debuted highlighting the Xbox One X enhancements. Uh, this was a cool game that was announced as well it's called void bastards this is the one actually that i was talking about that is from a 
developer from Bio from Bioshock. It looks really sweet. Go on YouTube, look up the Void Bastards trailer. It's kind of like a comic book style shell shaded, shaded style of graphics. And it looks really interesting and it's actually going to be a console launch exclusive for Xbox. So I'm very intrigued by that game. Can't wait to see more of it. Um, Devil May Cry 5 features a void mode which trains players in the complex comic. Yeah, they did a whole thing on Devil May Cry 5. Um, they showed off The Forge, which is DLC for Tomb Raider coming out. They showed a long cinematic trailer for Just Cause 4, which is going to be coming out later this December. Of course, they showed another trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, which is coming out in January. And they showed us more a trailer for Jump Force. So that was cool. ID at Xbox. This is a cool announcement. So the ID at Xbox is a program name for basically all the indie games that are on the Xbox program. The ID team at Xbox is responsible for helping these independent developers get their games onto the Xbox. And they've done a really good job, I would say, this generation. When It's funny because I think Xbox has had a bigger stance on trying to put independent games on the console. And it's interesting because I remember the E3 press conference from Sony and that was something that they really pushed in their, uh, their press event. I remember because I was like, I'm a really big fan of indie games and I remember seeing that from Sony's prep con press conference and thinking like, yeah, I should jump on board with the PS4 instead of the Xbox One because I really like indie games and I think they're a platform that uh, seems to be taking an interest in that. But really, Xbox has done a really good job at showing that they've been interested in that. So... Um, basically they announced that, uh, winter of arcade promotion is coming in December. So those longtime Xbox fans will know that Xbox has done a promotion that I think it started back in like 2008, I want to say, and it used to be called summer of arcade. And so, uh, basically it was a promotional event that highlighted certain independent games. And it was really cool because it, it brought to the wider audience who maybe just plays AAA games. It showed them all these cool independent games that maybe they weren't aware of. And so a lot of people were finding these kind of hidden gems of games. And so that's really cool. As someone who really pushes indie games and I'm always recommending them to people, I think that's cool that they're bringing back that promotion and Winter of Arcade. So it'll be interesting. We'll probably get news here pretty soon when that starts up and what games we're gonna be seeing in that promotion. Give with Xbox, this is really cool. Hashtag give with Xbox is a holiday timed campaign that aims to bring the joy of gaming to everyone. Beginning to today and ending December 19th, Microsoft will donate $5 of Xbox products up to 1 million for every photo shared on social media about gaming together means using the hashtag. So that's cool. Xbox adaptive controller is launching in 17 new markets in 2019, including Mexico. Um, of course, that adaptive controller is really cool. It's basically a controller that adapts to those people who maybe can't physically play video games or handle a traditional Xbox controller. So it's basically helping people who maybe can't traditionally play video games play video games. So that's really cool that Microsoft's doing that. So I think every time they push that and talk about that, it's it's really good because that's something really cool that they're doing. And then Metro Exodus is getting an amazing collector's edition soon. And the biggest announcement that they ended the show off with is Microsoft acquired two studios. So they announced that they acquired InXL Entertainment and Obsidian Entertainment. Obsidian had kind of leaked a while ago, but it was finally confirmed at the conference. So 
In Exile is the studio responsible for games like Wasteland. Um, Brian Fargo is a legendary game designer and Microsoft's first party lineup will only benefit from his expertise. Additionally, Obsidian needs no introduction. This is the team behind uh, titles like Fallout New Vegas, Pillars of Eternity, and South Park The Stick of Truth. It's one of the best in the business. So this is extremely exciting news. Obviously at E3 2018, Microsoft announced that they acquired, you know, Compulsion Games, Ninja Theory, Playground Games, all these studios, and it's really sweet that they're added two more to that as well, um, especially big, big studios like this. Um, yeah, like Fallout New Vegas is such a great game. South Park Stick of Truth was an amazing game. It's I just can only imagine what kind of games that Obsidian is going to be able to make for Microsoft, seeing that they'll have Microsoft funds coming in for them um yeah it's really exciting time i think for the next generation of consoles so that's basically it those, those were the big announcements from the event um so like i said at the top like these weren't major announcements the the studio acquisitions were quite big in my eyes but yeah they're they're just pretty run-of-the-mill announcements but it was still cool to have some sort of event to to showcase some of these announcements right because you know some of those games that they announced on that are coming to Game Pass are indie games that wouldn't have got to see um, the limelight, right? With, with, you know, not being able to make it to an E3 press conference, right? Where they're on Microsoft stage, right? So it's cool that Microsoft held this event because there were announcements there that I think, sure, they could have just been put in like a, a tweet or something like that, but I think it was cool. I think it was sweet for the fans in Mexico City to be able to experience that. So that's really cool. So this is kind of a side question. What kind of stories from the X08 event excite you the most? What are you really excited for when it comes to the next generation for Xbox? It sounds like they've set themselves up to have some really cool things in the future. So I'm excited. I'm interested in seeing what you guys find interesting as well. So it's really cool. So now to end off the show, it's a quicker show this week. Uh, we're going to do question of the week. So Coleman Dean writes in, Hey Luke, I have a feeling you already could guess my answer to this question, but if I could only have one game to play for the remainder of my stay on a desert island, it would be Rocket League. Playing Rocket League with others online makes each round unique and the competitiveness keeps the game feeling fresh. Yeah, as someone who didn't actually jump into Rocket League until a couple of years ago, I remember I just was like, just snapped and got right into it. It, was, it Rocket League really is a fun game. Um, I It was one of those games that I could continuously play match or after match after match without getting burned out too quickly. I should really go back and play that game more. Um, so that's a cool answer. Matt Johnson, uh, my brother-in-law, wrote in as well. He says, for his Desert Island games, it'd be Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Easily one of the best Zelda games for sure. I was a Sega Genesis guy when I was a kid and missed out on tons of great SNES games. So, yeah, if you're looking at the best NES games, I would say Legend of Zelda Link to Pass is easily, arguably, one of the best. I always come back to this one, fun and sometimes challenging, like time travel games can be. Or Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The single-player campaign for this game is great, and I'm a huge fan of COD and first-person shooters. Yeah, that I agree. Like Call of Duty Modern Warfare is hands down my favorite Call of Duty game. I could easily play that game all the time over and over again. So good choices with you, Matt. Uh, I uh, I would just echo that as well. So 
good choices. And of course, Brian Paquin also wrote in, let me pull up his message in here. He's like, <laughs> he basically is like, I think you already know the answer to this. So it's kind of like Coleman. Like I know the games that you guys play. So it's basically kind of self-explanatory when I ask this question. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of expected what both of you guys would answer for it. So so Brian says, you know what game I'd play forever if I had to choose? Probably Pokemon Soul Silver or Omega Ruby. Um, he also says that he he might have to throw any HL in there as well. So, yeah, I would say, you know, to that, if I think back of my gaming history, I wish I had some sort of like, and I actually, I'm pretty sure there is like an internal clock in the Pokemon games, like even the older ones that show how like your play time. But I wish I could find my old cartridges, pop them in and see how many hours I have on Pokemon Gold as well as Pokemon Crystal. Those games, I probably played more than any other Pokemon game easily. I played Ruby quite a bit as well. But, and then recently this Omega Ruby, yeah, that game I probably put 80 to 100 hours into which is makes me so excited for pokemon let's go pikachu because even though it's not that traditional like next gen pokemon game i'm looking for it's still going to be fun to to put a whole bunch of hours in so my response to a desert island game is kind of tough i mean call of duty for sure modern warfare i think could throw in there um but if i just had to choose one and i could only choose one man that's so tough I think I would probably, well, that's a long pause. You people were probably checking to see if there's something wrong with there. Uh, I would say I got to go with, oh man, I keep changing it in my head. I keep thinking one thing and then thinking the other. Honestly, this sounds crazy, but I think it is the most, it's the best answer for this question. And I would pick The Sims because The Sims is like a simulation of real life. You can create people, you can build houses, you can go to work and do all that stuff. So if I was stuck on a desert island, I could like live through these people, these Sims lives, you know? I think that I could put a lot of hours because there was just like the possibilities would be endless, right? You could make so many different people you could build so many different houses yeah that's my answer and specifically i would choose sims 3. i always argue with megan she's a big sims fan she says sims 4 is good i think sims 3 is definitely hands down the best sims game out, out there so this week's question that i have for you guys is after talking about the studio acquisitions from microsoft that they handled I had I kind of came up with an idea. I I saw a similar question on this of like if Microsoft could if any of the one of the acquired Microsoft Studios could create any Microsoft IP, which one would you want to like for example, if you wanted to bring back Fable, what studio would you want to work on Fable? That was like a question I saw online. So it kind of made me think of like if there was no limitations, no licensing issues, no who owns this IP, who owns that IP. If you could choose any developer out there, right? Think of the big dogs. You got Bethesda, you have Rockstar, you have 
Um, yeah, that's it. That's the only ones. No, it's the the bit. Think of any developer that you're a fan of. If you could choose any developer and choose for what, choose them the game that they got to pick and make. It could be any IP. What would it be? Let me rephrase that a little better for everybody. If you could choose any game developer to make any video game franchise, what would it be? That's the way I'll put that. So I'm interested in, in your guys' answers. Of course, you can email your answers to the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com or you can send them to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, wherever you can find the Games Are Fun podcast. Send it to me and I'll read it on next week's episode. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning on on this episode of Games Are Fun. It was a bit of a rushed episode. Unfortunately, life got in the way this week and I had to push it to the very last minute of recording. So I'm a little rushed. I didn't want to, I've been so busy the last like month or so and I haven't been, I've been really, (laughs) I'm not being hard on myself, but I haven't been satisfied with the podcast as, as of late and I really want to have more structure in my show. So please bear with me. I'm kind of at a point where I'm very busy in my personal life. I obviously have a full-time job and everything, then juggling all those things and then trying to do a podcast on the side is very difficult. And so I hope with the holidays coming up, I'll have more time. I'll probably just be more busy, but I hope in the coming weeks, I'll have more time to structure my shows a little better and just flush out really good content. And then hopefully I also want to have guests come back onto the show. We had that episode with Brian. Brian, I hope to have you talk on the show. And uh, again, we've already spitballed some ideas, but yeah, you can expect those kinds of things. And like I said, that Red Dead Redemption spoiler cast is coming. So stay tuned for that. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Games Are Fun. Just a reminder, you can catch Games Are Fun every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time on iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you can catch every episode every week. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.